You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson Show, Thursday edition. We have big news. Another domino has fallen when it comes to NFL quarterbacks. Carson Wentz on the move from Philadelphia to Indianapolis. Matt and I will get deep into that, what it means for the Eagles, what it means for the Colts. We will actually have Louis DiBiase, the host of Locked On Eagles, joining us tomorrow to break down their side of things, what this might mean to some other dominoes that need to fall this offseason when it comes to NFL quarterbacks and the carousel that continues to spin in the 2021 offseason. A big part of that carousel will be drafting quarterbacks for some teams. Who needs what in the draft and where is also impacted by these trades. At BD Peacock at Williamson NFL is where you can find us on Twitter. Matt, the Indianapolis Colts have given up a 2021 third round pick and a conditional second round pick in 2022 that could become a first, according to ESPN, in trade to Philadelphia for Carson Wentz. What are your big thoughts initially when you heard about this trade going down? Yeah, and I assume a lot of people listened to yesterday's show because we kind of dug into this a little bit at that point, saying, you know, Philly using the media and Wentz is due this bonus and... Boy, I think you even said if they can get two twos, they should just jump on it now and forget this the story. Um, I hadn't, and I guess this hasn't been released as we were recording this. I'm not exactly sure how that next year first or how that next year pick could turn into a first. I have it right here, actually. I have the I have the details. This from Mike Garofolo of NFL.com. The conditional second rounder in 2022 becomes a first rounder if Carson Wentz either plays 75% of his snaps next year or plays 70% of his snaps and the Colts make the playoffs. So essentially, if you are the Colts, you're kind of hoping that it becomes a first-round pick because it means you're a playoff team and Carson Wentz stayed healthy for at least 70% of his games. And, And I think for the Eagles, it looks good because now you are hoping that it also becomes a first-round pick for you. And if the Eagles end up getting a one and a three for once, even though the the few, it's a, a third this year and a first next year, I think that has to be considered a win for them as well. Right, right. A lot of these, I, I was worried it was going to be something like, you have to win the Super Bowl and Wentz has to be the MVP to get that into a first. You know, this <laughs> right, is yeah. feasible. You know what I mean? Like, it's not too much to ask. Um, and you're right. If they If it happens... Everybody wins, you know, like this was a successful trade. He was our starting quarterback. We got to the postseason, unless it's some goofy situation where he barely makes the threshold and the AFC South turns into the NFC East and they win seven games and sneak in and they're terrible and they don't have their quarterback. So that's all very unlikely. So this isn't so bad then for the Eagles, because I originally thought, wow, they should have taken the two twos or. You know, this might end up being a three, which is mid to late, you know, obviously, and a potential one, which, again, I might give it a better than 50% chance that it turns into a one. But if it does, it's a late one, you know, and if it's a total flop, I guess it's an early two if they're a terrible team. So I think this is justifiable compensation for Philly. Um It's a good move for the Colts. I'm still a Wentz guy. They obviously agree with me. Frank Reich obviously agrees with me. 
But I want to talk about a couple other, you know, things here. Kind of like what's next for each team? Like if you're the Colts, you have Jacob Eason, you have Carson Wentz, you have a lot of cap space, and you still have some picks. Although I can't imagine they would draft a quarterback this year. I think that's off the table. You did that last year. You need other stuff. Are you signing somebody else or are you all in on Brissett or on Wentz who really had a bad year? With what Carson Wentz is getting paid, I would assume that they're all in for Wentz and for better or worse, they're going to roll with Wentz and he's their guy and they put enough resources into the quarterback position now with those two draft picks and what they have to pay Wentz and they'll, they'll reevaluate after next year when they find out what that draft pick is going to be. And for Frank Reich, I'm sure he is expecting that he can fix a little bit of what illed Carson Wentz recently. If you look at Carson Wentz's pro football focus grades uh, since he's been in the NFL, 2016, he ranked 21st among starters in the NFL, which is a fine start for a rookie. Then he ranked 5th with an 84.9 grade in 2017. That was his best season. Twenty-eight and 2018 and 2019, similar grades, upper 70s. He ranked 14th both years as far as PFF grades for starting NFL quarterbacks. Then last year it all fell apart and he was ranked 31st among starting NFL quarterbacks. So if you take out the outliers, uh, you can't really count on a rookie quarterback being a finished product. And you take out last year's awful season. He was graded out 5th, 14th, and 14th. That averages out to being uh, 11th for all three years. If Frank Reich believes that he can get that player back and he has the 11th best starting quarterback in the NFL. I think that's what he's planning on being. And that's the win scenario for everybody involved. Philly ends up getting a first round pick and a huge win for Carson Wentz, who gets to keep his money that he already signed with that big contract and gets to go play for a team that's ready to win now. And actually Wentz might be the biggest winner out of all of this because he gets out of a situation that he didn't like. The team didn't like his situation. He goes to play for a coach he's already won with. He's familiar with on a team that's better than the Eagles that is ready to win now. Oh, I think he's thrilled about it, right? I mean, goes the behind a good line with a running game. Frankly, a better offensive system. I don't think the Eagles system helped him much. And I, I think it became pretty clear that Reich is the better schemer than Peterson and, and will help his quarterbacks much more. And very winnable division. I think most teams will, most people will probably pick the Colts to win that division, you know, where the Eagles... You look around that division that even though it stinks, they need a lot of stuff. And one team has tons of cap space and the other does none and may, negative none. So I think it's a great move for Wentz's career. I, my only point, and I, I think I do know the answer and I agree with you, that they they probably won't do anything else. They're all in. But if he plays like he did last year, they're in big trouble. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. you know what I mean? that's all I'm saying. They they could bring in another veteran, I guess, backup quarterback, just in case it all does fall apart and Wentz gets hurt again or something like that. Um, and, and they have enough resources to do that. Maybe it's the draft that they go and, and draft another day three guy and, and see what they have and, and try to develop. And, you know, maybe in this odd offseason, they could still bring back a Jacoby Prissett, who's not going to get a starting yeah. quarterback job somewhere and already knows the system and could come in and compete there. So yeah, they could definitely do more and they'll, they'll be, they'll be bringing more quarterbacks to camp. It's just a matter of how many resources they spend on those, but I wouldn't imagine it's a first or second round draft pick because now they have, they kept those, which was key in this deal for the Colts. They don't have to give those up so they could, you know, add to the talent base that they need to go win now, which is what they're trying to do. And I wouldn't imagine it would be an expensive backup quarterback, but 
there are probably plenty of cheap options just to 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 be someone who's thrown passes in the NFL before, which would make sense to have yeah. backing up Carson Wentz and competing with Eason as that number two guy. Brissett's the name that obviously comes to mind too. I mean, that's good fallback plan. I like Brissett a lot. So many more angles to get to on this trade. What does this mean for the Philadelphia Eagles? And what does it mean for some other teams around the league that may or may not be in the quarterback market, both via trade and in the draft coming up? There's some really awful weather in some areas around the country right now. And while your area might not be quite as bad, it is wintertime and things can change quickly. And you might be used to it. You might not. Is your vehicle ready for worsening conditions potentially this winter? You can make sure at rockauto.com who has everything you need for your car or truck at reliably low prices. Tires, wiper blades, if you need accessories for your vehicle, rockauto.com is a family-owned business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com with a unique catalog, remarkably easy to navigate, quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. So the Eagles they still have an early pick with number six. And we were just talking yesterday that there's a lot of rumors that they could be in the quarterback market there. I don't think they have the luxury to go even sign a Brissett. You know, I know the salary cap could be manipulated. Don't get me wrong, but they don't have money. I think it's all hurts. I don't believe that they are in, in, in a quarterback market at six. I mean, maybe if Wilson falls or fields falls, but I think they draft Jamar chase or, trade down. Uh, that, that's my thought. With how they're constructed now and all the other needs they have on the roster, you would have to think that they would try to add talent around Hertz and at least see what they have this year. And if it all falls apart, it all falls apart. But what's drafting, uh, you know, of all, of all the teams that could draft a quarterback high, I think the Eagles make the less sense because what is Justin Fields going to do with that roster anyway. Like you're just right, going to have right. a season that w- what Hurts looked like last year, maybe a bigger arm, uh but you know Hurts has a fine arm. It's going to look bad next year. He's going to be a bad team again. And what they probably should be doing not only is not drafting a quarterback at 6, they should be trading down to get as many picks as possible to rebuild that thing. Around Jalen Hurts for the short term, see what you have. Maybe it's another quarterback at another time, but yeah, quarterback at 6 makes no sense to me, but you can't count it out either. No, I mean, if, like we said yesterday, I mean, just rewind to yesterday's podcast. If there's a quarterback that you love more than Hurts, and this is true for any team, upgrade. You know, I mean, if you have a much higher grade on Fields or Lance or whomever, then you do Hurts after knowing what you know about him for a year. Always upgrade a quarterback. But just in a nutshell, philosophically speaking, Considering you liked this guy enough a year ago to select them back when you still loved Carson Wentz, I think he has to be the opening day starter and surround him with stuff. You know, give him Jamar Chase or a Bama receiver or something like that and at least roll it back with him for another year. There's so many needs on the Eagles roster. Uh, I'm trying to wrap my head around how how much of a rebuild this is going to be like drafting another receiver is good. They drafted a first round receiver last year. They have some veteran receivers there. 
and I and I know receiver is a need, but is that the biggest need? Is uh, you know, could you add? I mean, you could add an offensive lineman. You could add players on defense at multiple spots, and, and with that first round pick, and still have a ton of needs. So um, even wide receiver almost feels like, unless you think that is just uh, too good of a player to pass up on. And I don't know what the evaluation will end up being on Jamar Chase and. Devonte Smith in the first round, but even that feels like something that is unnecessary for the Eagles to do that early in the draft. I just think that that pick at six is so much more valuable than just adding a pretty good prospect at wide receiver. I could be wrong there, and I, and I can't wait to ask Louis DiBiase that question tomorrow. Yeah, great. I mean, that's, that's maybe we should save this for tomorrow. What the Eagles should do because um, you know there's a lot more is going to come out. But I think both sides should be pretty happy with this deal. Considering how poorly Wentz played, considering his cap hit and how expensive he is, moving on from Wentz, which looked like a broken situation, I think is as good as it could get, all things considered, for Philly. And the Colts potentially have their next stud quarterback at a reasonable cost, great familiarity. They can fit him under the cap. And like we opened with, that conditional pick, if it hits, everybody wins. You know, so... As of my initial reactions, just learning about this, I think it's a pretty good deal for both sides. And I think it's plenty for the Colts to give up because the only way this can go bad is for the Colts because even if Wentz goes in the tank or gets hurt again, that means that, wow, Philadelphia did good just to get a couple of day two picks out of that because that was a sunk cost and they got all of his salary gone too, which is huge. So, uh, you know, they have to eat a lot of dead money, obviously, there. But they didn't have to pay that $10 million roster bonus that was coming on the third day of the league year so really I think the best the best was Wentz one two was Philadelphia and three right now is the Colts but Colts could shoot to the top of that list as the big winners here if Wentz is something like that 2017 Wentz that we saw and leads them deep into the playoffs and then you know everyone's dancing in the street because it just worked out swimmingly for everybody involved there uh but yeah I mean if you I think are, Wentz is Dancing in the street. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wentz has to be yeah. super excited about what's going on there. And, and has a few weapons. How about that angle for this for the Colts? What does this do fantasy-wise for that Colts offense? Does this make you want to buy higher on second-year wide receiver Michael Pittman next year? Uh, that That's the one to me that would seem that would benefit from a, a stronger-armed quarterback like Carson Wentz behind, behind center. Um, you know, the run game is probably better right now. It's definitely better for the Colts, and that'll help Wentz. And so all of those things, you know, good offensive line, I mean, all of that together just seems like a pretty good situation for Wentz. And it could be something that really helps the offense as a whole and some of those position players and skill guys in the fantasy realm. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, I think Jonathan Taylor is going to be a very high fantasy selection, maybe top five-ish. Um, it's a little hard to comment. I'm a big Pittman fan. So like in the dynasty world, his stock just took a nice spike, especially if you're a Wentz fan, which I am. So, you know, that's kind of a double whammy, but that ship could go down if Wentz fails, obviously. Um, the Colts are a little hard to talk about with that though, because T Y Hilton's a free agent and they still have massive amounts of cap space. Even after this deal, I don't know that Allen Robinson doesn't end up at Indy. They can talk to a lot of people. Uh, that's that's what's great about this offseason, yeah. especially. You can throw out more early money than a lot of teams can. And anybody who's talking, most teams that are already good that are talking to big time free agents are saying, hey, you know, 
you're going to get a backloaded contract. <laughs> That's just the only way that we can do this. Sure. And the Colts are one of those teams that is actually good currently that can offer a little bit of money to some some players out there. So that's an interesting one there. A little bit maybe too similar to Michael Pittman? Yeah, I and I was also thinking Juju's a little bit similar to Pittman too. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, but any it doesn't, or Godwin or yeah. how about Kenny Galladay? You know, I mean, oh, wow. downfield, I like that fit oh. quite a bit. That's um, a really good class of free agent wide receivers. We haven't really talked about free agency yeah. all that much, and, and we're going to have to ramp that stuff up, but... Wow, they're even Corey Davis wouldn't be bad. Yeah, with the lack of money, a lot of big bodied, really good, still in their prime wide receivers available on the open market. Yes, absolutely. And that could be a spot for them or just, you know, consolation prize, bring back T.Y. Hilton, which he would also be a winner in that case, you know, and probably a little cheaper than the names we mentioned. They still need to find a left tackle, but uh, I think the Colts made a, a power move here. Um, Again, Wentz could fall on his face and they could be 5-11. I mean, you know, let's not discount that. Sometimes the shiny new thing isn't always wonderful. Right. But I think they're in a really good situation to build around him, to make his life easier than it was the last two years. That's for certain. Absolutely. And just a little bit of luck, too, which is always a factor mm -hmm. when it comes to injuries. And here's the other thing for the Colts, and why this makes sense is I talked about them not including pick 21, their first rounder in this year's draft. They weren't going to get a top quarterback there anyway. So the, it was the trade market or nothing for them as far as finding somebody now to be the guy. Right. And and so that's another wrinkle to this whole thing because what were they going to have to do? They're going to have to give up even more. They're going to have to give up that future first to try to move up and, and still might not be enough to get the exact guy they want in the draft. And then you're still just sitting there with a lottery ticket and hoping he can develop quickly enough to win in his rookie year at quarterback. So that didn't seem like a solution at all. So that's why this deal has just an extra layer of, um, you know, makes it a little extra layer of sense for me for the Colts to be able to do it. Even if they feel like, ah, you know what, even giving up a future one felt like a little much, but it's conditional. So a little protection there. I, I just like it for all sides. And, and those conditions is maybe why this deal took a little bit longer for them to hammer out. And there had been so many conversations from behind the scenes. And, you know, one of the rare trades where you look at it and you think, yeah, kind of kind of win winners on all sides for me. Yeah, I tend to agree. Um, when the Stafford golf trade went down, I thought the Colts were a loser because to your point, all of a sudden they didn't have a lot of avenues to easily go down to get their guy, especially with where they were drafting. It's not like they were to get Dak Prescott and, and free agent money for, you know, on the open market. So this is a good, I don't want to say consolation prize because this might've been the goal all along because the familiarity with Reich and Wentz, but it worked out well for all. Um, this is a stat that we talked about before, but I just tweeted it out because I find it pretty remarkable. I mean, with this Wentz trade, that, that makes 22 quarterbacks taken in the first round between 2009, that's when Stafford went first overall, and 2017, that's the Mahomes-Watson year. Zero of those 22 are now on the team that drafted them. <laughs> Zero. Uh, and the one and two picks that so many resources were spent on trading up to get in Goff and Wentz are the latest to be gone. By the way, okay, one more note on that, because that actually fits in perfectly to this. Warren Sharp uh, tweeted this out, and the, the Carson Wentz trade-up, and the Eagles, if you remember, traded up to number two in 2016 to get Carson mm -hmm. Wentz with the Cleveland Browns. What did the Cleveland Browns do with 
those selections. So this was the trade at the time. Eagles got the second pick, which was Wentz. They also got a fourth rounder, which turned out to be running back Donnell Pumphrey, who didn't have much of his career. No, right, okay. The Eagles gave this to the Browns. The number eight overall pick in 2016 that they moved up, that was the year they moved up. The next year, first round pick, 2017, which was the 12th overall selection. Number 64 in 2018, so you're three years out now with a second round pick. Uh, And then a 2016 third and a 2016 fourth. So it was a 2016 first, third and fourth, and then a 2017 first, and then a 2018 second. What did those picks become? Well, the Browns used zero of those picks. They didn't use a single one. They traded them all. They traded number eight in 2016 to Tennessee, who drafted Jack Conklin, pretty good pick. In 27, and then they ended up with Jack Conklin. Then they signed him in free agency. Like, whoops, we shouldn't have <laughs> right, traded right. that pick. Then in 2017, they traded number 12 to Houston, which became quarterback Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. Watson. Yes. Uh, they ended up drafting in 2018 with the second rounder, Tyquan Lewis. And that was actually the Colts that ended up making that selection after a trade. Yeah. Carolina Panthers traded for uh, their number 77 pick in 2016, which became Daryl Worley. And then Connor Cook was the 2016 fourth round pick. <sighs> by Oakland after the Browns traded that away. So the the Browns traded away all of those picks. And what did they end up with? This is what they ended up with after those trades. Jack Conklin, the number eight pick, became Corey Coleman, Sean Coleman, and Deshaun Kaiser. Ooh. The the Deshaun Watson pick that they traded away became Jabril Jabril Peppers and Denzel Ward. Who they traded Peppers, who became Mm -hmm. Odell, kind of, in a roundabout way. You know, right. Uh, And the number 64 pick that was Tyquan Lewis became defensive end Chad Thomas, wide receiver Antonio Callaway. The number 77 pick in 2016 that was Daryl Worley became Cody Kessler, Derek Kindred, and offensive tackle Spencer Drango. And then the Connor Cook pick that Oakland traded for ended up being two fourth round or a fourth and a fifth round selection that became wide receivers, Ricardo Lewis and Jordan Payton. So essentially the Browns ended up with Denzel Ward out of all of that uh, and, and saw, you know, a superstar quarterback go into Sean Watson and a couple other good players. Um, So anyway, they had just quarterbacks. They traded away from Wentz and Watson for Kessler and Kaiser. Yes. Yep. Just quarterbacks. That's just the quarterbacks involved in those trades. And so this is what is rough for Cleveland Browns fans is, and I think they had the right idea. They had the money ball approach going with that front office in Cleveland through some of those years and adding picks is, is great, but they just didn't have the right point man making the selections once they finally got there. And the big one is obviously number 12 trading away Deshaun Watson, who should have never fallen that far, obviously. And even that year was like, wow, Deshaun Watson's still on the board at 12. Made a lot of sense for a team to trade up there. But Cleveland needed a quarterback, and they still didn't draft Deshaun Watson with that pick. So that's the big one. So um, it looked like it's amazing wow. to see one team get it so right in trading away from Wentz and then still get it so wrong at the same time. Yeah, and that that's remarkable. I, those exercises are fun, you know, that this is what the draft picks turned into. And my favorite one ever is the Bears move up one spot to grab Trubisky and basically ended up the the picks that became Kamara and Warner. Yes. Wow. You know, <laughs> that, it, it is a fun exercise, but that doesn't mean Chicago would have used that pick on Kamara. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's, But it is interesting and 
And when in doubt, just add add all the picks you possibly can. But it amazes me. I mean, all those first-round quarterbacks, 22 first-round quarterbacks in a row, aren't with their teams. And the only one you'd say would have been is Andrew Luck. I mean, he's the only one that's kind of an outlier that just happened to retire. Doesn't mean that Stafford was bad or some of these other ones were bad, but they're not back. I right. mean, it's... And then, uh, so Mahomes will be the only one left through 2017 once Deshaun Watson is traded, if he is traded. Wow, I hadn't thought of that either. Assuming Trubisky doesn't you know, resign right. with the yeah. Bears, which, which I don't think like he will. will. Okay, hold that thought. So there's some other notes on this trade we have to get to and other dominoes that fall because of this and how it affects a few other key teams in the NFL next. The football season is over, but there are still ways to bet on the NFL when it comes to betonline.ag. NFL draft. You bet on who the first pick in the draft is going to be. That one's not great because it takes $50 to make $1 with Trevor Lawrence, who is going to be the number one overall pick in the draft. But things do get interesting when it comes to the second pick. Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Penny Sewell, or the third overall pick, even more interesting. Who will be the second quarterback selected? The third quarterback selected? Who will be the first wide receiver selected? Or how about put some money on J.J. Watt's next team? The Steelers, Bills, and Packers with the Cleveland Browns coming in fourth most likely when it comes to J.J. Watt's odds at Bet Online. Deshaun Watson's landing spot if traded. The fun is endless. NBA, NHL, Table games, poker, blackjack, they have it all at BetOnline. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code LOCKEDON to receive 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Matt. So Carson Wentz, now an Indianapolis Colt, not a Philadelphia Eagle. We talked about what that means for the Colts, what it means for the Eagles. We'll talk more about what it means for the Eagles tomorrow with Louis DiBiase, our guest, and who is the host of Locked On Eagles. But I think it really affects two other teams, and those two teams are the Chicago Bears and the New York Jets because if you were the Bears, they're in a similar spot in the draft. They're picking one spot ahead of the Colts, there's not a quarterback at 20 that I feel good about. I'm not drafting no. Mac Jones at 20. Maybe they will. Uh, I'm not drafting Kyle Trask at 20. And the top four quarterbacks are going to be long gone. The Bears yes. probably feel like they're similar to the Colts in that they have a pretty good team that could potentially win in a good defense and probably want a quarterback that could play now. And that quarterback is probably not Mitch Trubisky. So what are your options sure. then? It's the trade market, just like it was for the Colts. And now there's one less quarterback available. And apparently Carson Wentz didn't really want to go to the Bears if we're reading the tea leaves here. And that might have been a reason why the Bears in the end might not have even made an offer officially for Carson Wentz if what we're hearing is true today. So where do you go? Do you, do you trade more first-round picks? Or, and you already tried this once with Khalil Mack. Didn't quite work out for you. I mean, it worked out with Cleo Mack being a really good player, but you didn't end up winning as much as you wanted to. Do you do that again and trade a whole bunch of first-round picks and a whole bunch of stuff for Deshaun Watson if he becomes available? Does Watson even waive his no-trade clause to go to Chicago? That's a big if. Or are you on the horn with the New York Jets as Sam Darnold being the best option left for you as a, as a franchise that wants to try to find a quarterback that has the potential to be really good? 
that won't cost you. I don't think it will cost that pick at 20. And even if it did, you can't get a quarterback with that much talent at pick 20. I'd still be offering my second round pick. And maybe it would be a deal that looks kind of similar to what the Eagles just got for Carson Wentz. I am, I am really looking at this as a collision course between the Chicago Bears and the New York Jets for Sam Darnold. Am I, am I off on that? No, I don't think you are. My worry, unlike the Wentz situation, is... It's funny, I was on Locked on Colts last week or the week before, and they, they quoted my, what I said on the show, and that's how they you know, tweeted out the episode. And what I said on that show was, if Wentz goes to Indy, I'm buying Carson Wentz stock. If Wentz goes to Chicago, I'm selling any stock I still have in Wentz. So the same is kind of true for Darnold, in my opinion. Like, if he goes to Chicago, and especially if they don't have their first-round pick, is his life any better than it's ever been in New York? Like, that line's bad. Allen Robinson's going to be gone. Like, I think that's a bad situation for whoever is the Bears quarterback most likely. I'm not sure that Gase is this wizard that's going to, you know, fix everything. Or not Gase, uh, the, the head coach there is never going to, is going to change Maggie. things and make his, yeah, is going to make his life beautiful or that the front office is going to surround him properly. I kind of feel for whoever lands in Chicago. And I, I think the Bears are obviously very relevant here. But I think Washington and New England are also two teams. Who's who's left for us? You know, I mean, if I'm Washington, maybe I would pay up for Darnold or outbid the Bears for Darnold or something along those lines. Or do we need something like Watson to go to your Niners and then Jimmy goes to either Chicago or New England or something like that? Like, mm -hmm. do they need another shoe to drop to really find their guy or try to reclaim Cam Newton, like, bleh, you know, trade for Jordan Love. I mean, and that's, that's one of the big Mariota. things with the last two trades with Goff and Wentz, those, both of those trades didn't open up a new quarterback. So it's almost closing no, off that right. quarterback carousel. Whereas the team with no quarterback ended up with the quarterback. So there's nobody leaving Indianapolis now. So there's no extra domino to fall there, pushing another quarterback away and doing Goff for unless, Detroit is still in the quarterback market, and maybe they should still be looking at a quarterback at, at pick seven. I think most mock drafts stop putting quarterbacks to yeah. the Detroit Lions at seven after that trade because it sounds like they're, you know, kind of they kind of like Goff a little bit, but you know, Goff and Stafford being swapped for each other didn't push an extra quarterback out there onto the market. So things are starting to dry up a little bit. Probably helps the Jets maybe ask for that first round pick. I, I thought all along that Darnold was more of a second round return for them I don't think they will get that first round pick but who knows I could be I could be wrong there maybe it has to be second round plus but to me two seconds or... right yeah exactly something like that and um and you're right about Jimmy Garoppolo I, I think Jimmy in, in New England if he does go anywhere that would make a ton of sense he has a no trade clause as well he's from the Chicago area so I, I would be surprised if Jimmy Garoppolo if if that did happen would end up anywhere other than Chicago or New England, so that doesn't help right. Washington at all. And again, Washington at 19 is right there with the Bears. Who do you draft if you're those teams looking for a quarterback? So uh, there's still a ton of questions out there, and it's still hard to see where the the, the carousel is going to stop spinning in some places, and there's a lot fewer options now on the market, and Deshaun Watson might not hit the market. So Darnold might be one of the last 
best things left. Yeah, and he's not played good. That's the other thing with at least Wentz. <laughs> like, Wentz is more expensive, so you're getting a cheaper quarterback in, in Darnold as far as salary goes, so that probably will help some teams and, and be something that some teams like. But Darnold has never played to Carson Wentz's level. He's been among no, five right. he worst any really quarterbacks good in the league, you know. Um, and maybe you are going to save him and fix him in a Ryan Tannehill sort of a way. But that's a big if. And that's why I don't think he's going to garner a first-round pick. Even if some GMs really had high grades on him coming out of the draft and still like him and still want to give him a shot, a first-rounder is a lot. And you just don't see players fail for as many years straight as Sam Darnold has, even though he's shown some flashes get that kind of return and GMs are usually really tight with their draft picks. But here's another thing about Chicago is uh, they might not have jobs, GM and head coach. So they might not, they might be playing fast and loose with any draft picks, especially future draft picks because they might not be able to use them if they don't get this right. All tremendous points. And if you trade for Darnold, his contract's up after the year, you know? So what if he only plays eight games because of injuries and you you like those eight? Can you invest in them heavily? Like and it, at team, least Wentz's deals look you know is, is set up for a while. At up, least right. you, you trade it for a contract. Um, With Darnold, though, note, one 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 point really quick on Darnold's contract. So whatever team, the way that fifth year options are now, uh, a team that trades for him is definitely going to have to pick up that fifth year option. But if he's bad, now you're locked into the option. But if he's good, it's actually a cheap year at whatever $15 million or whatever his fifth-year option will be as a as a number three overall pick. So it won't be cheap, and those are guaranteed now. So whenever yeah, whatever team trades for him is going to get the option year for sure. And that could either be uh, an albatross year where you don't want to pay him that money, or it could be a year where uh, he actually is worth it and even a bargain for one year. And you probably want to re-sign him at that point. So uh, yeah, it's good and bad. It's it's a big lottery ticket there with Sam Darnold. It's it's almost as if you're drafting a quarterback because he's still young. He was a really young player, redshirt sophomore, right, coming out of college or a true junior. I can't remember, but he was uh, 20 years old when he Very got drafted. Young. Oh, still yeah. young in his development. Has developed some uh, some bad flaws I think uh, fundamentally and he already was a guy who was a little bit of a gunslinger and threw too many interceptions in college but everyone likes him his coaches seem to like him and, and players seem to like him so maybe he's got enough leadership there and he gets in the right place he can still be a guy but it's it's very much like whatever you trade for him it's very much like drafting a quarterback because you don't know it could pay off or it could bust for you and you might have to be paying whatever 15 million dollars for a guy next year who's you know a backup quarterback yeah and one thing you mentioned a little earlier that stuck with me was let's assume Detroit and Philly now are going with Goff and Hertz unless something astronomical happens, like Wilson happens to fall to them or something. You know, I, I think chances are those two are going to be the opening day starters in Detroit and Philly. Well, these two trades all of a sudden now got us four of 32 starters entrenched, you know, like, it ate up a lot of those musical chairs got sat in just with two deals. And two teams that could really benefit from trading back. Both those two teams are sitting right in front of the Carolina Panthers, who are another team looking at quarterbacks and kicking all these tires. Don't think it's a Sam Darnold fit. I think they're either Deshaun Watson or a rookie. And I feel similarly about the 49ers because they have, you know, a sort of a, a stopgap quarterback in place, or at least a quarterback that is you know, depending on how you feel about Teddy Bridgewater and Jimmy Garoppolo, I think I like Garoppolo a little bit more than Teddy Bridgewater. But you can, depending on what's around you, you can win with those quarterbacks. But they should have, 
you know, one eye on where where they could upgrade. The clear upgrades are, well, if you hit big in the draft, that's one way, and the other one is Deshaun Watson. So that's what I see for both the Niners and Panthers. Uh, if the Niners want to draft a quarterback, they're going to have to get in front of the Panthers to do so, as are the Broncos, as are the Patriots, and some other teams. You want one of those top four quarterbacks. I think that eighth pick is huge. You have to get in front of that, which means Eagles at six, Lions at seven, the Bengals never trade at five, so it's not going to be them most likely. Those are the teams that could cash in for a team looking to move up and get in front of the Panthers. Yeah, really good point. And I was also thinking maybe this helps the team that has a starter in place, but somebody else on their roster that people might want, like Green Bay with Love or Vegas with Mariota, you know, something like that where, oh, we were talking trade for Mariota. Well, Washington or Chicago, the prices went up a little because you don't have as many options anymore. Last note, and we've got to get out of here. We haven't yeah. mentioned Mariota yet, but yeah, if something happens with Darnold, and some teams might like Mariota as much or more than Darnold even on the trade sure, market. Right. Field Yates at ESPN today put out an article which was very similar to what you did last week on the show when, we, when you uh, had your projected starting quarterbacks for every team in the NFL and projected what trades and what movement would happen. You had Raiders quarterback Derek Carr going to New England. He had the other Raiders quarterback, Marcus Mariota, going to New England, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, I, I like that fit quite a bit. I mean, I'm a Mariota believer, too, and he does very well within structure, despite being an athletic guy. Uh, if you designed a Brady-like system around him, but still gave you know, with the rushing element on top of that, that might be a really good fit. But kind of like the Bears, but they actually have money to do it. They better go sign Hunter Henry and Allen Robinson. And, you know, mm -hmm, yeah. nobody's going to succeed with what they have around them right now there. All right, good stuff. The, the yeah, quarterback fun. carousel continues to spin around the NFL. We will continue to have it covered here daily on Peacock and Williamson, including tomorrow getting the Eagles perspective with our guest, Louis DiBiase, host of Locked on Eagles. Talk to you then right here, Peacock and Williamson.